When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I am going to talk about signs that you are a shock absorber in your relationships and how to change this. I'm going to talk about this in response to a post that I put up recently, a repost actually from Psych Today, about being a shock absorber and what it is and what it does to us. And it generated so much interest and so many comments and great feedback across all social media platforms that I thought this actually is something really worth investigating. And I have to be honest, when I was reading through what a shock absorber is and does, I I was like checking all the boxes and realized that this is something that I've had to work on my whole life and that I still do it and have really been really working on managing it because it's detrimental to all of us. So I'm going to discuss it, I'm going to explain it, and hopefully help you to understand what it's doing to you and help you to manage if you are doing too much shock absorbing in your life. But before we begin, I want to say that I am so excited to announce that this December I will be holding my annual conference again in person. Last year we did it virtually because of COVID, with pandemic, and now this year our sixth annual conference we will be doing live again in person in the same place in Dallas, Texas in December 2nd through 5th. So I am super excited. The link is in the show notes. This is going to be amazing. Okay, this year's conference is about helping you manage your mental mess post-COVID. Okay, let's admit it's been a challenge. This pandemic has been a challenge and we all know that and we all need help. Anxiety has tripled over this time. And as I always say to you, anxiety is not a disease. It's a signal. But that's a signal that if it's tripled, people are in extreme states. Three times more chance of being in an extreme state of anxiety than they were pre-COVID. And it's not going to be managed through drugs and medication. We need to learn how to manage our mind. So all the lectures that I'm doing are workshop style. It's, it's a mental health retreat style to help you to understand what's going on and to put very, very concrete tools into your hands. We can really be practicing what it looks like in terms of anxiety and stress post-COVID and mental mess and how to deal with it. We're going to do exercises together. I'm going to have amazing guest speakers. When you leave this conference, you'll feel like you can actually move forward with a sense of clarity. And so and what we're doing is we've got early bird tickets on sale at an amazing price now until July 30th. So early bird sales go from now until July 30th. So don't wait. Get your tickets at drleafconference.com. The link and details will be in the show notes. One more thing, just a reminder that this, this podcast is for educational purposes and is not medical advice. And if you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now back to today's podcast, which is about being a shock absorber. And we know shock absorbers in cars are there to to absorb the bumps and things that when you go when you drive across a bump or something, your whole car doesn't shake and shatter. And the better the shock absorption, the more comfortable the drive. 
And so they are put there for that particular purpose. But as humans, our brains and bodies and minds, our psychoneurobiology is not designed to be constantly shock absorbing for other people. So being a shock absorber is basically trying to always avoid conflict, mediate, keep the peace, try and, and, and sort of almost like not, not let the consequences of other people's actions kind of affect you and impact you, all kinds of reasons. So I want to explain it. And then we're going to talk about how to manage it. Okay, so I think that all of us actually shock absorb on occasion. And I don't think it's a bad thing actually to do a little bit of shock absorbing. I think it's actually very natural that we want to try and we see someone in pain. We see a toxic situation. We're drawn to that toxic situation, not because we're drawn to the negative, but because we are wired for love and we have this optimism bias. All our neurobiology all the way our genes function, the way our mind-brain connection functions, the whole mind-brain-body link is all towards survival. It's towards love. It's towards restoring balance. It's towards getting messy mind, working with wise mind. So when something is off, when the balance is off, when a person's toxic, when they're being manipulative, when they're being difficult, when there's conflict arising, we are drawn to that not to go and like because you're drawn to the negative, but we're drawn because that is an imbalance and we're trying to fix it. We're trying to change the situation. We're trying to help the person. So our good, wide, full of nature draws us in. So I really don't think it's bad to be a shock absorber on occasion. And we just also got to distinguish between, between being a shock absorber and a peacemaker. So a peacemaker is someone who will try to keep the peace, as the word says. But a true peacemaker is not going to avoid conflict or take things on themselves just to just to make sure that that there isn't going to be conflict. A true peacemaker will allow people to experience their consequences, but will be supportive through the process to try and see the process through. But a, and a true peacemaker recognizes that you can't change someone, you can't fix someone, but you can certainly support someone to help them to process what they're going through. And a, and a good peacemaker also recognizes their boundaries. So what we want to do is we want to become more of a peacemaker than a shock absorber. So initially we might be a shock absorber for a little bit, but then we've got to watch that we, that, that shock absorbing goes into peacemaking, which allows people to experience their consequences, which allows you to put up boundaries, which allows you to have your space and look after yourself. That's what a true peacemaker is going to do. A shock absorber if you stay, if you become a sort of toxic shock absorber, so you don't, you just do the shock absorbing and instead of moving into peacemaking, you just continue in the shock absorbing state. What happens then is that you start becoming, that then starts damaging your brain and your body. And I'm going to explain how. So an important point to remember is that when we keep on doing more and more of something, it's wiring into our brain as a pattern. So if our experience is in, if the experience in the environment that our mind is processing to the brain, is one of, okay, there's a conflict situation. I've got to be a shock absorber. I've got to manage this. I've got to control this. I've got to mediate this. I've got to stop this. I've got to um, help control people's feelings. I've got to make sure things go okay. Otherwise, things are going to fall apart. If that's what I keep doing, I am wiring that pattern into my brain. And as you've heard me say many times before, once you've done this repeatedly over a period of nine weeks or 63 days, you have built it into your brain as a habit. You have automatized that way of responding. So if you're not watching yourself, if you're not deliberately and intentionally managing your mind and self-regulating, you're going to automatically keep falling back into that response of being a shock absorber. You won't manage it and then you're going to feel worse and worse about yourself. And 
it's not not helping anyone. Shock absorbing constantly for people doesn't help the person who's doing the shock absorbing and the people who are receiving the shock absorbing, if that makes any sense. So it becomes a habit. So in order to change it, you actually have to be able to stand back and observe your own thinking. You have to observe yourself. You have to mind manage this thing that you hear me say all the time. Shock absorbing needs mind management as well. You need to stand back and say, okay, was this just a one-off shock absorbing? Am I just doing it now and then? And is it converting into peacemaking, which is healthy? Or am I becoming a consistent a shock absorber? Is this a consistent pattern in my life? And it's actually impacting how I feel and it's impacting how others are functioning around me. And you're actually accelerating toxic behavior in the relationship or in the relationships. So we're going to do a neurocycle towards the end. I'm going to explain a little bit of this, and then I'm going to help you to understand how to look out for the signs. And then people asked, there were hundreds of comments, and people actually close to like thousands of comments, people were asking, what can you do about it? So I am going to be giving you tips, okay? So a very important point to remember when we talk about shock absorbing is that if you are falling into this pattern of being a shock absorber, like as a pattern as versus a shock absorber now and then moving into a peacemaker, there's a reason why you're showing up like that. And initially when you do a bit of shock absorbing and it converts to peacemaking, you're moving in the wide full of mode and that's good. But if you're moving into a shock absorber where you're constantly in that, which is toxic, constantly being a shock absorber all the time, there is a reason why you're showing up like that. There's something going on in your life. With everything we do, and you hear me say this so often, and you cannot hear it enough, Every response you have, everything you do, everything you say, always has a reason, okay? Because at the core, you're amazing. Go listen to my identity podcast again. At the core of who you are, your I factor, you are amazing. And we have experiences and that kind of messes up how we function. And then we kind of look at life through these toxic experiences and that affects how we function. So if you're showing up as a toxic shock absorber, there's a reason why you're doing that. And you, your intention is good because you're trying to help a situation. But there's also a need that, that an unmet need in you. There's a reason behind that too, that you need to address. So you need to embrace and own that you're a shock absorber in order to deconstruct and reconstruct a better way of functioning to get you into being a peacemaker. Okay, so as I said, one of the main reasons I believe that we shock absorb is because of our optimism bias and our wired for love bias, and we want to get balance back. Shock absorbers have good intentions, okay? However, these good intentions backfire often to their own detriment. Peace at any cost is not healthy. A peacemaker doesn't bring peace at any cost. A peacemaker brings peace at the right level of cost. You are not responsible for other people's feelings. You're not responsible for making other people happy. You're not responsible for fixing every situation. You are responsible to maybe to support and perhaps mediate in a sense that people will realize the consequences of their action. You can't jump in someone's head and change their head by trying to control everything in the environment. And I say that with experience, with a husband and four kids and working together. There's three of my kids that work for us in our business and kids growing up and being together a lot and moving to a new country where we've been spent, we spend an enormous amount of time together as a family. I have always been the peacemaker, but sometimes it's shifted over into being a shock absorber where I am trying to stop one person having a fight with someone else, one sibling or my husband having an argument with the kids or me having or something like that where I actually get caught in the middle and then the, they, they will turn around and say, you can't fix this or you acting like the victim. Because I say, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. And that kind of comment. And then they'll say, but now you're making it about you or you, you, you're acting like you're the victim. I said, no, but I'm just trying to help. And you're not actually helping. You actually have to let the people, you can, you, can, you can be there to make sure that there aren't like too many 
you know, things happening like too much screaming or terrible words and you could maybe just calm things down. But you have to let, you can't just control every every element of what is being said. And I have tried to do that. That's, that is negative shock absorbing. That is where it's become toxic. And I've had to learn to step back and go into more of the peacemaker role. And I always know when I'm moving out of peacemaker and into total toxic shock absorber because things don't get better and it ends up that it ends up turning around and they end up getting mad at me when I'm trying to solve the situation because I have done it incorrectly. Okay, so the pattern of shock absorbing that's done incorrectly will make you feel bad and you can end up kind of getting attacked. It kind of and then you feel, wow, I'm just trying to help and now look at what's happening to me. And it's like so confusing and very frustrating and very overwhelming. Okay, so in fact, shock absorbers become so used to actually prioritizing other people's needs over themselves to keep the peace that they damage their mental health and body. Okay, it really does happen. And even the very relationships that they're trying to protect. So you can end up getting so worked up yourself, and I know I've done this, in trying to mediate and be a shock absorber and try and absorb what maybe someone, one of one of the people in the environment is saying to the other and trying to no, they don't mean that. No, they mean this. No, they mean that. And you're trying to absorb that so that it doesn't go to that person and then absorb that that person. You're trying to change the words. It's exhausting. And you, I can feel just doing it, my body's tensing up. I can feel my heart palpitating because I can recall incidents where I've done this. And that is not good for me because it means that my 1,400 neurophysiological responses, you've heard me talk about this before, will now start putting me into a very high state of tension. I'm going to have increased blood pressure. I'm going to be in a flight and fright. I'm in a threat situation. So initially it's okay because I'm going to go into a state of high response where I can function. But if it carries on and goes beyond and I don't have that that cycle of tension and release I've spoken about before, I'm going to go into a state where I start actually damaging my body, where my cortisol levels will go too high and my DHEA will drop low and it'll start affecting my DNA. Inflammation will rise. Blood pressure will rise, all kinds of things. And you start making yourself very vulnerable. And if you keep on doing that, keep on getting into that state, you've increased the vulnerability of your brain and your body. Okay, so shock absorbing also doesn't actually fix anything. I mean, that's I've learned the hard way when I'm trying to shock absorb and fix things. It doesn't. It, you, you, until everyone's calmed down and everyone's prepared to take the own what they're saying and own what they're doing and own the consequences. Someone in the middle shock absorbing and trying to just make it all go away and keep the peace and push it all down is not going to help. A peacemaker will maybe even cause more of a flare-up. And that's what I've seen when I've shifted from shock absorbing to peacemaking. It's actually caused more of a flare-up. But I've been able to actually almost like raise my voice and say, hey, just think about what you're saying. This is what's going to happen if you carry on. Think about what you're saying. You're both having this kind of impact and then pulling back and letting them think about it. If they want to continue arguing or whatever, then you just have to pull your, put, up, put up your hands and walk away because at that point you're going to get in the midst of the bullet, of the fire, and that's not going to help anyone. And some of the comments on the post were some examples of shock absorbing were things like, like people said things like, if your children or work colleagues are in conflict and you try and control and mediate the impact, but you end up carrying everyone's moods in conflict. And I wanted to, to bring up that point. And I thought that was an incredibly good comment that someone made. That, so let me read it again. If your children or work colleagues are in conflict, and you try to control and mediate the impact, but end up carrying everyone's moods in conflict, and then you feel completely overwhelmed and exhausted. So you have to see, if you are a shock absorber, you are, like a shock absorber, absorbs shock. You have absorbed that into you. In other words, you've built that into your brain. I'm holding up a toxic tree for the listeners, my famous toxic tree, and if you want to see what this looks like, go onto YouTube and my YouTube channel, and you'll see this on my YouTube channel. 
but basically you are absorbing that fight or that argument or that situation, that conflict into your brain. You're wiring their issue into your brain. It's not your issue, but you're wiring it into your brain. You've absorbed it with all of its toxic energy, and that's damaging to your brain and your body. You've actually now activated an immune response that there's a threat to your own survival. And if it carries on and the same fights keep happening in your work environment or home environment or something, you keep adding and you keep mediating, shock absorbing, you are growing, you add, you shock, you're absorbing more energy into this and growing it bigger and bigger. And, you know, that's the, well, the, the source is in the roots and this is your interpretation. You are going to get very frustrated. So your feelings around this are going to start leading to tremendous burnout, exhaustion, frustration. This is heavy. These things are heavy. They're distorted. They're real. They're in your brain. They're made of proteins. They are distorted and heavy. They carry weight. They burden you. They overwhelm you. That's what will happen with shock absorbing versus peacemaking is there's this initial toxic response, but you don't allow it to enter in you. You don't allow it to build inside of your brain. You put up the boundary. You hand over. You allow the consequences. And that's where I've had to get very comfortable with allowing the consequences because that makes me very fearful when I think of what potential consequences would be if I don't jump in and intervene. But that in itself is a problem that I have. I have to work that out. Why do I feel that? Because it's not helping by constantly going back into that same situation and doing it. So therefore, you have to look at yourself as well if you are doing this pattern of shock absorbing in a toxic way. As I've gotten older, I definitely have to be more careful when I work out. And I really take rest and recovery seriously. One thing I've started implementing more into my daily routine is collagen powder, and it has made the world of difference for my body. So much research has demonstrated that collagen can help with joints, mobility, improve sleep, and improve skin and nail quality. My go-to collagen is by Ancient Nutrition. Their best-selling multi-collagen protein powder includes five types of collagen. It is the first and only collagen on the market with clinically studied ingredients proven to help reduce joint discomfort as early as day one, improve fine lines and wrinkles after four weeks, and transform your overall skin tone after eight weeks. It's unflavored and dissolves in any liquid. I love putting a scoop into my coffee pre-workout. All ancient nutrition products are made from the highest quality ingredients and are rigorously and repeatedly tested for purity. Right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com. Right now and enter the promo code DRLEAF at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code DRLEAF for 20% off your first order. ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code DRLEAF at checkout. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. If you are a listener of my podcast, I'm guessing you're a big neuroscience and psychology nerd like me. Well, one brand I'm loving at the moment is Noom, because it's all about using psychology and neuroscience to help you form better and healthier habits. Noom has built its entire platform on two things, research and wanting to help people lead healthier lives through their behavioral change. Their team of behavioral health experts have PhDs and master's degrees in fields including psychology, integrative medicine, and neuroscience. But even though they're all about evidence-based science, they're also passionate about creating a more empathic approach to creating a healthier life. So, if you're looking for a little extra help creating healthier and more sustainable eating and fitness habits in your life, give Noom a try. Noom is here to change how we see food with a psychology-based approach that looks at what you eat, but also how you eat 
Instead of making you feel guilt or regret, Noom empowers you to keep going. You don't need rules to lose weight. Just the knowledge and wisdom to help you build smarter, more sustainable habits. Sign up for your trial and get psychology-based support and motivation to reach your goals at noom.com slash drleaf. That's noom.com slash drleaf. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. I want to emphasize here you end up carrying everyone's mood. So now you're carrying this one's mood and that one's mood and that one's conflict. And, that, and then you wonder why you feel terrible because it's not supposed to be in you. And then you, you're not supposed to carry it in. You're not supposed to build it and wire it into you. That doesn't increase your empathy, guys. It decreases your empathy because this is now damaging you. And then it, it's leading to a lot of resentment and frustration verse, and, and anger. Versus if you say, okay, this is my advice. I'm washing my hands. I'm pulling back. This is my boundary. I'm not getting drawn in anymore. You guys are going to have to deal with the consequences. This is whatever. You pull back. You don't allow this to build into you. It makes you sad. You feel sad because it's not nice to see the conflict and it's frustrating to work maybe in that environment or something, but you don't put it inside of you. Now, if you keep your side, you, you keep that out of you, you will then have more clarity and vision and you will increase your empathy. So you'd be, you will then be able to, when things have calmed down, think about it more clearly and give better advice to perhaps speak to the people separately and say, maybe you should try this or maybe you should try that. Those are signs of someone who has moved from shock absorbing into peacemaking. You keep yourself clear so that your empathy increases and then you've got more wisdom to give. But we have this distorted perception that you've got to absorb everyone's pain, otherwise you're not empathic enough. No, absorbing a person's pain is distorted. It can't go in you. You mirror, you feel you, you mirror it because you've got to keep, gosh, this is such a hard thing to explain. If you absorb it into you, you are, it's kind of, conf- it's like putting on glasses that are, that you can't see through. Or if you can't see and you don't have glasses, you can't see. It blocks your ability of your brain and body to function like it should. Empathy increases when we keep that distance. You're still crying. You feel the compassion, etc. but you will feel more compassion. You will cry more, but you'll have more wisdom in the compassion. You'll be able to see that what that person is going through versus if you take it in you, eventually you can start the resentment and, and being so burdened by what you're not supposed to have in you can block your ability to actually give the right kind of support and your empathy will, can start, will get worse, will get less. You'll have less empathy. So you'll have more empathy when you put up boundaries and protect yourself because you'll have more clarity of vision. You'll be able to see and the crying that you do and the sadness that you feel with them will have wisdom attached to it. It won't have resentment attached to it. That's very important. So basically, our minds, brains, and bodies are not meant to be shock absorbers. As I said, they literally get damaged. So thoughts are real physical structures, as you've heard me say so often. They're made of proteins. The, the information's vibrating in that protein, inside that protein. As you know, this the green trees, the healthy thought, the toxic trees, the unhealthy thought. And when someone's toxic, they're emitting energy. So like right now, I'm talking from information that's good information. So I'm emitting these photons of energy. And when someone's it, this is what we do all the time. We're always emitting every single thing we say is coming from thought. So we're emitting energy. This is toxic energy. And that toxic is literally like, like shooting little photons of energy at you. And this is toxic. So it feels, you feel it. It's like, ah, uh, you know, it feels like something's shooting a little paintball gun at you or something like that. And if you absorb that, you're absorbing, as I've explained that into you. So what we need to do is that this, that when you absorb it, it creates that sense of discomfort and imbalance and this upsets the energy balance and then your non-conscious mind is going to recognize that imbalance and it's going to send you signals to 
help you to see, hey, you're doing this is toxic. You're shifting from you're shifting into toxic shock absorbing and not into peacemaking. Okay. So we, what happens is that this creates discomfort and imbalance, and the non-conscious mind deals with this by sending valuable. I've written. I love the way I say it. Yes, I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> I wrote it better than I can say it. Okay. So this creates discomfort and imbalance. And the non-conscious mind deals with this by sending valuable little packets of information from the non-conscious through the subconscious into the conscious mind in the form of emotional and physical warning signals around about every 10 seconds. That is why when you're mediating and things are going wrong, when you're moving into shock absorbing versus peacemaking, you're going to feel the discomfort every 10 seconds. If you mind manage and train yourself to self-regulate and tune in, you are going to start hearing those, you're going to start tuning into those little signals that come out every 10 seconds. Otherwise, you're going to miss them. And then you're going to get sucked into this and it's going to make you feel terrible. So you've got to tune into ourselves. That's why I recommend you get my latest book if you haven't yet got it, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, where I teach you all these principles about how to develop your mind management and self-regulation. And I also have the NeuroCycle app. And in that we teach, that's literally like me giving you therapy, taking you through the NeuroCycle. And there's lots of mini guides that can help you too. And we're adding all the time. I'll be adding one on shock absorbing as well. And there's lots and lots of guides to help you use the neurocycle in different aspects of your life. Okay, so when you get this, these little these little packets of energy that are coming from your non-conscious make you feel that sense of uncomfortableness, that uncomfortable feeling that we feel when we're being manipulated or doing or just things aren't right. If we don't pay attention to these signals and capture these thoughts and analyze them, we build this pain into the mind, brain, and body, as I said, and it'll be distorted, affecting our immune system and all those things. That, in turn, as I said, leads to frustration, resentment, a sense of being manipulated, and even anger. Okay, you even feel weighed down. Okay, so we literally, what we have to do then is we have to recognize when we are being a shock absorber, and we have to recognize. We have to stand back and capture those. We have to recognize. We have to become aware. We have to stand back and capture those. Patterns of being a shock absorber, which are damaging our brain and our body. And then we have to rewire it. So it's not going to just go away from listening to this podcast. You're going to have to do the work over 63 days. You're going to have to do a neurocycle daily for 15 minutes or so over 63 days. And I'm in the process of doing that. Since putting up that post and I realize I have, have a tendency to slip back into shock absorbing and out of peacemaking and will shift between the two. I'm now actively doing a neurocycle to train myself not to be a shock absorber anymore because I'm not helping anyone. When you shock absorb, you're not helping anyone. You've got to shift it into the peacemaking. So that's what I am working on. And I'll give you a bit of an idea now of how I'm doing that and how you can help yourself. Just very interesting is just another little brain thing for you is that when we do these, the neurocycle to deal with shock absorbing over the 63 days, we, we do all kinds of wondrous things in our neuro, psycho neurobiology. We change so much stuff. We change our wiring. We get balance in our brain waves and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that I wanted to share, which I found super interesting, is that the we have a network in our brain, in part of our brain, called the default mode network. And this default mode network is always working, especially when we are kind of daydreaming. And I've spoken about this before. But it also and it, it, it involves different areas of the brain. So it involves, it's deep inside the brain, and it's the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, which is sort of on the side here. It involves the hippocampus, which is more or less inside your brain, on the inside behind my eyes. It involves the temporal and parietal middle part. So there's this kind of strip this way that gets very, very activated when the default mode network is activated. Now, when we are imagining a scenario, when we imagine something, so when we do our mind, like just when our mind's just sort of, just like wondering, we start imagining things. 
That's what our default mode network is doing. But it also helps us to imagine and evaluate. And that's the key thing that I want to bring into moving from being, to get you out of being a shock absorber and moving into a peacemaker is we need to activate our evaluative skills. So when we stand back and observe our own thinking, when we use the neurocycle, we boost the activity of the of the default mode network, which enables us to go and grab lots and lots of information and wisdom inside of us. It, it, it finds it digs into the depth of our wisdom, pulls that to the forefront, and helps us to evaluate what we are doing. So it increases our evaluative skills as we use the neurocycle to deal with shock absorbing. As we use the neurocycle to do anything, it does that. But in this case, you want this evaluation thing happening at a very high level to help you evaluate why you're shock absorbing and how to move from being a shock absorber into a peacemaker. Okay, so then, you know, because obviously when that happens and your brain is working better and you've got more creativity and you're having correct cycles of tension and release and that helps your blood flow to your brain and your cardiovascular system is functioning better, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so here is now then a neurocycle to help you do this. This is what I'm pretty much doing every day. And just to, I just do it for about seven minutes or so each day. And I do it while I'm getting ready. So this is what I am working on over the next 63 days. And um, I'm already into the first few days of doing this. So the first the five steps of the neurocycle, which are in-depth in this book and also my neurocycle app, which you can get iTunes and Google Play. So help, such, such, such helpful tools. But essentially, you're going to gather awareness is the first step. You reflect as the second step, and there's two writing steps. One is called a metacog, where you just put everything down on paper as quickly as possible in, in a branched format, which really draws the two sides of the brain together, gets you to introspect deeply, really activates the default mode network evaluative part of the brain. And then the fourth step is also a writing step, but it's an organizing step. It's called the recheck, where you find patterns and triggers and you change, you, you get a better perspective, you reconceptualize. And then the active reaches an action. Okay, so first thing that you need to do when is to start gathering awareness of your shock-absorbing mindsets. So you want to gather. So here are some questions you can ask yourself. These are the kinds of questions that I've been asking myself. Do I feel res- I am responsible for making everyone happy? I'm not asking you to fix it yet. This first step is just gather awareness. So do you feel that you are responsible for making everyone happy? And then I answered yes to that. Maybe you say yes or no. Do I feel I'm responsible for mediating arguments? I said yes to that. Do I feel I'm responsible for keeping the peace? I said yes to that. Do I feel I'm responsible for keeping the harmony? I said yes to that too. Do I feel I'm justifying others' behavior to blunt the impact of what's happening? I had to say yes. There have been times I have done that because I I try and justify someone's behavior to myself or to someone else just to blunt the impact. Do I feel I'm taking on more response? And that has not helped. It actually makes things worse. Do I feel I'm taking on more responsibility because I don't feel others are competent enough? That one I didn't, wasn't too sure about with myself. Maybe you feel that. Do you feel overburdened? I do. At times, not all the time, but I know when I feel overburdened, I've gone into shock absorbing. When I don't feel overburdened, I've gone into peacemaking. So these questions can help you distinguish where you're at because we'll shift in and out. And eventually over time, we will stop being shock absorbers and we'll become Shock absorbers for a season, a teeny little bit, and move into peacemaking very quickly. So, bit of shock absorbing into peacemaking. That's our goal. Not shock absorb, shock absorb, shock absorb, shock absorb. Okay. So, do you feel overburdened, anxious, resentful? I definitely was thinking of some relationships where I definitely felt that I'm definitely resentful and had enough of trying to mediate something. Would you be, and this was a really interesting one, would you be embarrassed if others knew the bad behavior you put up with to avoid conflict? 
that's a heavy one. Could you say yes to that? And there are occasions where I could say yes to that. So let me read that again. Would you be embarrassed if others knew the bad behavior you put up with to avoid conflict? Do you feel you are being manipulated? And there's covert and overt manipulation. Is this relationship sparking joy or confusion? Do you feel exposed? So those are some great questions. And then, then you ask yourself, what am I doing? Okay. What am, what am I, after those questions, you ask yourself, what am I doing? What are my behaviors in these shock-absorbing situations? What am I feeling? So what are my behavioral warning signals? What are my feeling warning signals? What are my body warning signals? And what are my perspective warning signals? So all those questions will then help you summarize into those four. And then you've got, now you've gathered awareness, like put these in, the, in your basket. Now you move to step two, very systematic, very sequential. This is a delivery system. All of this is doing amazing things in your brain. In this book, I've got a chart on page, I think it's page 189, where I explain that as you do gather awareness, this is happening in your mind, your brain, your body. As you do reflect, this is happening to your mind, your brain, your body. So you want to do the five steps in order where you're not going to get the full benefit. You want to do them every day for 21 days. And after 21 days, you want to do just step five for another 42 to turn it into a habit. Habits do not form in, four, in 21 days. They take 63. But the big bulk of work, the embracing, processing, and reconceptualizing is done in the first 21 days. Okay, step two, reflect. So what do we do in reflect? Now you're going to be curious about what you've gathered. So you've said yes to those questions and no to some, and you've identified your, these different warning signals, behavioral, emotional, physical, and perspective. Now you're going to ask yourself why. Ask, answer, discuss. Ask, answer, discuss. That leads to a lot of intelligent introspection. So it could be things like, and do it as though you're talking to another person. So you could put two chairs together and you could be having this discussion with yourself. And it's sort of things that you can reflect on. Do you have a distorted version of what a good person should do? Is there maybe that you feel you should be doing this because this is what a good person does? A good person constantly tries to keep the peace or fix things. Is it maybe from your cultural roots or from religious roots? Maybe you've had this blessed are the peacemakers. Someone had made quite a few people made that comment on the post that they, they had this grew up with this blessed are the peacemakers. But it's kind of like that's not really it doesn't mean you have to be a walkover. It doesn't mean that you have to go be manipulated and 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 get stuck in the middle of, of these conflicts and try and excuse behavior and have no boundaries and absorb everyone's pain and that's not keeping the peace. That's wrecking you and those people. No one's going to learn from that. You can't fix someone else. You can't, you're not responsible for someone else's feelings or happiness. So that's very distorted. Is there, is, there a, is there a distortion there in your mind about what a good person is, what a peacemaker actually is? And maybe you need to spend some time analyzing what a good person really is. What does it mean? Why do you have that philosophy? Is, is how you see a good person Where's that coming from? Is that healthy? Is it good for you? Does it work for you? Is it working for you? That's the reflect kind of question. Okay, and then, you know, look at your upbringing, look at your expectations. Do you ever find yourself, reflect on, on when you look at all those answers to your questions, do you wonder what would happen if you weren't here? Do you ever think, okay, if I wasn't here, there would be a disaster? Have you ever made that statement to yourself? I have, and I've said it to whoever I'm talking my family and whatever. And that's not right either because. You, that's not how it works. If you're not there, they'd still carry on. Maybe it would take them longer or quicker, but you might be muddling and getting muddled into the muddiness of the situation. Remember, it's okay to have a mess as long as you are repairing it and growing from it. And sometimes being a shock absorber, not sometimes, being a shock absorber kind of sometimes keeps the mess in place. It doesn't help people to grow and repair. Grow and repairing is hard. 
And shock absorbers trying to get rid of that hard stuff. They want to go through the hard stuff. You have a surgery, you have to get cut up to get healed. A mediator is trying to prevent the, the surgery. It's kind of trying to put a band-aid on the wound. But you have to get cut up. You have to let people cut, get down and dirty and sort things out. And just you know, kind of mediate as a peacemaker to help people. If people are really getting into a conflict state, is to help people maybe express themselves better or separate them for a time or things like that, as opposed to you absorbing it all. Okay, so do you have a fear of conflict that maybe you're terrified of conflict and this is why you keep trying to stop it? So in other words, in the reflect state, you're going to really explore. Then you write everything down onto the metacog. Metacog is a way of organizing information in this pattern format. I have an example and I explain it in the book in detail and I have a video on the app. It's brilliant. If you don't know how to metacog, just write. But honestly, the metacog, I use it in therapy for years. It is a phenomenal way of drawing the two sides of the brain to work together and getting the conscious mind and the non-conscious mind interacting, getting the wise mind and the messy mind to interact. You will bring stuff up that you didn't even know was there when you really dive into the metacog system. And then step four, you go and look at what you put onto the metacog. So what, sorry, step back, what do you put on the metacog? The things that you've gathered awareness of and the things that you're reflecting on. Okay, so all those questions and comments, just like pour it on. And sometimes you can reflect gather and then reflect and kind of write at the same time so that you remember or reflect and then you know write down as you're going along so you kind of those three steps can blend a little bit when you're working this out but make sure that you gather and then reflect and then you might have to do another quick recap of the gather and the reflect and then write that into your metacog and it's like vomited on the page it's coming to your head just write it down write down everything that you can can think of and then the recheck is going to sort that out what's going on what are you seeing is there, are there patterns? Are there triggers? Are there antidotes? What are you finding? Okay, there's a fear here. You're trying to control. Why are you trying to control? What's the root? So you're getting down to the root of why you are have this shock absorbing. So here is the toxic tree of shock absorbing. And here is the, the, the branch part of the memories of how you're thinking, feeling, and choosing about shock absorbing. Like, I've got to save the day. I've got to, I'm scared if I don't, if I'm not there, it's not going to be saved. It's not going to be solved. I need to keep the peace. I've got to be a good person. That's in there. And as you gather awareness and reflect and write and recheck, you start seeing that for what it actually is. And you see, oh, I think like that because of this. It's a distorted version. So what's the truth? How do I transform this? Reconceptualize it. Take the concept and reconceptualize it. Look at it from another angle. So step four is you could ask yourself questions. Do you need to get past the fear that if you don't shock absorb, they will fall apart in some way? Is that now what's going on here? Are you scared of, of consequences? Are you aware that consequences are how we learn and grow? Maybe you need to say, okay, as much as it's so uncomfortable letting them all scream at each other and whatever, they need to experience their own consequences because you can't get in their head and do that for them. And you've got a fear that, that there's going to be so much conflict that someone says something to each other and it's going to permanently damage the relationship and permanently, ah, and then you think, oh, well, that's something that happened in my past. There was a terrible conflict and a divorce happened or a separation happened because someone said something that was just so bad and they couldn't get through it and whatever. So they, it, you find the root and then you, you stand back and say, okay, but at the end of the day, I'm not that person. I can't do that for them. I can just maybe help them to verbalize themselves better. I can maybe try and keep them a bit calmer. I can maybe try and help point, give another point of view, but I can't change it for them. And I can't, I need to recognize that if I'm not there, something's going to happen anyway. And Whatever happens is something that they have to go through, not something that I can control. That's kind of what the reconceptualization is. 
Then when from there, you then go into your active reach and the active reach are things that you can do. So you're going to do this for, you're not going to get all this insight on the first day. I'm teaching you this and I've been doing this now for a couple of days. So I'm getting a level of insight into what's going on in my life for the shock absorbing. So I'm giving you this as a whole big picture, but you would do this for around about seven, seven, 10, 15 minutes each day for 21 days. And as I said in the book and in the app, you can, I can walk, guide you through the entire process very clearly. So active reach or actions you can do. So I'm going to give you a whole bunch of actions. You're not going to do these all on the first day. These are just a lot of ideas for actions that you can build in over the 21 days. So first thing is to actually say to yourself, I realize I am not responsible for the feelings of others and not responsible to make them happy. So your first active reach may be to actually write that statement. That was one of my first statements that I wrote and said to myself seven times, set, set it in my active reach reminders in the app to actually say that to myself seven times, that I am not responsible for the feelings of, of X and I'm not responsible to make them happy. I'm here to support. And I had to really convince myself and I realized I have been feeling responsible for that person's happiness. And it's, not, and it's because purely out of love. But I've been doing it the wrong way. I shifted. I needed to go back to being a peacemaker. Okay, then the other, another thing. Practice releasing control and allowing consequences. Whoa, that one is hard. Release the control. A peacemaker does not try and control. A shock absorber tries to control. A peacemaker simply is there in the presence and allows things to flow and keeps it as calm as possible and speaks as much wisdom. But they don't try and control. They don't get frustrated. You must do this. You must say this. You mustn't say this. You mustn't say that. That is what you've got to relinquish. You've got to stand back. When, when you find yourself starting getting tense like this and starting to try to control what each person's saying and doing, time to back off, okay, and release control. Walk away. Say nothing. Say things like, this is my limit. I'm not doing any more. You guys sort yourself out now. And block the manipulation by saying, when someone, when you put up a boundary and, and when, with people that are manipulating or want you to, to kind of make them happy and make fix things for them, when you put up a boundary, very often they'll make you feel bad about it. So it's to be able to acknowledge and say, this is my limit. I can't do more than this. This is where I can go to for my own mental health. Beyond this point, I actually can't help you. I'm going to damage you. It's saying things like that but you've got to recognize that in yourself i had to look at myself and see where's what is the boundary that i need to put up what's the boundary because where am i damaging and where am i helping and it was really hard and i'm still learning that but it's it's very important so set boundaries in relationships there's so many great books on boundaries i've done great interviews on boundaries there's so much great in information out there on boundaries i promise you i'm going to do because we've had a question lots of questions about this a neurocycle on examples of boundaries so we'll be doing that but in the meantime it's work out what works for you what do you need to make you happy what do you need where are you feeling all that discomfort at what level and what can you do now to stop that so let's tune in it's really about mind management and tuning into those signals okay and then also become much more aware of things like manipulation you know you get overt and covert manipulation and covert manipulation where it's very obvious situations get twisted in their favor you'll say a word and it's thrown back and you're completely twisted makes you feel that you've done something wrong but you can't pinpoint it like just something's wrong but you can't pinpoint it and you seem to just get yourself caught up in more and more things that you say wrong and it just seems to get worse and worse and you are helping but not you you know the you know the the baddie kind of thing when you were just trying to help keep the peace and you end up becoming the the, the problem or the bad person or the and they become the victim that's sorry that's the more overt stuff the words and situations are being twisted in their favor it makes you feel something's wrong but you can't pinpoint it versus covert manipulation is more things like silent treatment and baiting you and um, storming off and refusing to answer you and then baiting you and making you feel responsible or guilty for talking or voicing your own opinion that kind of thing so become more familiar with those kind of things what manipulation is you can find a lot of information about that and i will be 
reading more on that kind of topic too. But it's important if you are a shock absorber to understand manipulation, covert and overt. And it's very hard to face that someone's manipulating you. Very often they don't realize they are manipulating. And once again, if someone is manipulating, and listen, you and I have all manipulated. We've all done it in the past. But you're doing it for a reason. So don't come. Don't think they're a bad person for manipulating. To realize that they're manipulating because they have their own level of pain. It's their distorted way of coping. So they've gone through something. So manipulation is how they're coping. But if you feed into it, they'll get. You just maintain that the thing. But if you say no, it's not working. They have to stand back and look. Okay, well that's not working. Why am I doing it? And then they get to the point where they can hopefully start mind managing and finding the reason why they are manipulating. But if you just allow it, you feed it. And then it continues and everyone is suffering as a process. It's not growth. That's a messiness that is not growth. I don't know about you, but nothing makes me more grumpy than dry, irritated skin. It's annoying and embarrassing. I've always struggled with dry skin until I find Osea. It's the only product that keeps my skin healthy, smooth, shiny and hydrated. I particularly love Osea's Undaria Algae Body Oil. I love using it after a shower. It feels so luxurious and not greasy or sticky at all. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil instantly moisturizes and replenishes dry skin, leaving every inch silky smooth. It's a great gift for someone you love, including yourself. Self-care is essential for optimal mental health. So treat yourself. Doctor's orders. You can try Osea Risk 3 for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order. And get 10% off your first order with my promo code LEAF at oseamalibu.com. That's 10% off with code LEAF at oseamalibu, O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U.com. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Protein is the second largest matter in the brain, second only to water. So it's important to nourish your brain with enough protein. Protein helps neurons within the brain communicate with each other through neurotransmitters that are made from amino acids that form protein. So if you're not getting enough protein, your neurons are basically playing a game of broken telephone. One way I make sure I'm getting enough protein daily is by using Ritual's Essential Protein. I love adding it to smoothies, acai bowls, baked goods, or just with water after workout. Ritual's incredible team of scientists from Harvard have reimagined protein from the ground up and inside out, from how it's made to who it's for and why it's needed. The result is a delicious plant-based protein offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs, all made with the same high standard approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. So, why not shake up your Ritual to make trying something new less scary Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, my listeners get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. It's very important that children and loved ones feel and see their own consequences so that they internalize what they're learning instead of feeling it for them.
You can't feel it for them. You've got to let your kids, your loved ones, your colleagues, even yourself, you've got to learn the consequences. You've got to see the consequences. We need the consequences to teach us stuff. It's okay. It's part of the messiness of life. We do something. We make a mess. It doesn't mean we're a bad person. It just means that we just haven't handled that situation well. Own it. Learn from it. Move forward. Always like that. We tend to, as soon as we do something wrong, we say someone's manipulative or they're narcissistic or they're this. Now we say they're a bad person. They are showing narcissistic tendencies. They're not a narcissist. They are showing narcissistic tendencies or they're showing manipulative behaviors or they're showing this because of something. And then protect yourself. I'm not saying, I'm saying don't absorb that. Recognize that that's what they're doing, but recognize that that's what they do, not because they're a bad person, but because they've gone through something. But that's something that they have to fix, not you. So the way you help them is by you protecting yourself so that you can stay in a place of calmness and mental health so that you can then have the empathy to maybe give them insight into what they're doing and more wisdom, etc. But you've got to protect yourself. Put it, this is kind of like putting up a mirror to their behavior by sometimes you may have to say to someone, hey, when you say that, this is how it makes me feel. I don't know if you meant that, but this is how it's coming across. So you're putting up a mirror to their behavior and showing the impact. Do it kindly, do it gently. Kindness and gentleness are always the key ways to do anything, not coming down heavy and ugly and storming at people. When you put up a mirror and you want people to learn from their consequences, do it in love and kindness. I did a podcast on kindness. It's so important. Okay. And then there's some practical things you can do. Like when you in that moment and you feel that you're shock absorbing and you feel you're about to fall into that pattern again, you can do the 10 second pause breathing, which I talk about in this book, which is where you breathe in for seven, in for three counts and out for seven. And if you do that six to nine times, which is 60 to 90 seconds, you'll calm down the neurochemical chaos in your brain, that you have more clarity, that you can step into peacemaking and not shock absorbing, or that you can recognize and just stand back and try and do some of the things that I have been suggesting. Any kind of movement can help. Going to yoga, those kind of things can help you. So remove yourself from the situation and maybe go for a walk, go to yoga, something like that, where you can let that that accumulated energy in your body get out of you to help calm down the neurochemical chaos and then you'll have a little bit more clarity in your mind. It's kind of like moving those trees out of the road when there's been a storm and all the trees are in the road. The movement, the breathing, the yoga, the tapping, all those kind of body somatic type things are moving the trees out of the road so you get a level of clarity back. Then you can do a couple of visualization things like you can imagine as those people are having that argument and you want to jump in and do the mediation that you stand back and you put those people and the situation in a box and you seal it and you just like you're there but you're not listening you can't hear you block completely and then try to remove yourself from a situation but if you can't in your mind mentally imagine and when you imagine you're actually building that network in your brain so you as a that's going on you put them in a box and you imagine that they're in a box and you put them there you seal that box it's sealed you can't hear you can't see you block it you can also imagine a suit of armor. You can imagine that you've got a big suit of armor on you, like in the olden days when they would have their jousting on the horses with the, those long lance, uh, those long poles, and you imagine that you've got that that armor on you. So whatever's coming at you is bouncing back, that you don't absorb it, you don't become the shock absorber. And this is a really good technique to use for shock absorbing, is to visualize that you have this armor on. And as you're doing that visualization exercise, you change the energy flow in your brain, in your gravitational fields, and and then it actually start rejecting, reflecting those photons of toxic words that are hitting you. They start bouncing off you. So that's a nice practical thing that you can do. I explain that in depth in this book as well. And then a couple of other things you can do. You can make a list of, this is a really good one. You can make a list of what you need as a person and what makes you happy. Just sit down and do that. What would make you happy? Like start just generally or, or start with, okay, so that would make you happy 
What would make you happy? What do you need that you don't feel like you need to to do this shock absorbing? And then you can just transition into what do you need in general? What do you need to make you happy? What do you need for your peace? And then how can you achieve that? And as you, that's getting to know yourself and it kind of links back into identity. So as I, I've said already, go listen to my identity podcast and my um, kindness podcast, which will help you a lot around the shock absorbing as well. And then as a final kind of closure, funnily enough, gratitude is a really great practice as well for shock absorbing because you can add that to the mix to heal yourself and make you stronger to resist the urge to shock absorb. Developing gratitude is kind of like a buffer against shock absorbing and its impact because gratitude helps you feel more empowered by stimulating different parts of the brain. For example, it stimulates the amygdala, which is like a library of perceptions. And when the amygdala is stimulated through gratitude, it releases a lot of very, there's a lot of good energy flow that happens and that increases your resilience and it increases clarity. So you get better perspective. So that can help you get better emotional perspectives on things. So you can stand back and say, okay, this I, they can survive without me. They can scream at each other, but they'll get through it. I don't have to be the one resolving. So you get a better perspective. You get a better handle on emotional perspectives. And that helps with mental processing, which is what you have to do. So in, in fact, recent findings on the neural correlates of gratitude show that it involves both an emotional and cognitive response. So when you, gra- when you go into gratitude, you'll have an emotional boost and you will have a cognitive boost so you'll get more control of your emotions and your cognition your ability to logic your way through something and see and analyze and be curious about it as you go into gratitude so it's kind of like find something to be grateful for to get yourself into that brain state that enables you to then not shock absorb and to buffer yourself from the effects of of shock absorbing if you have been in a shock absorbing moment (laughs) and then your your intellect also increases which is what we want we always want our intellect to increase to be able to have the wisdom to solve the situation to say the right thing to pull away just keep the boundaries up to stick to the boundaries to walk away to not be manipulated to, to see when we're being manipulated Gratitude also even helps us become better at predicting the effects and impacts of our own actions. Because sometimes when you're shock absorbing, we don't even recognize the impact of our shock absorbing on others. We think, oh, I'm just trying to help. Meanwhile, it's impacting others. But when you are going to a little gratitude exercise, so maybe a 10 second pause, maybe the armor, and then a little gratitude exercise, do those three things in the moment. You're activating the emotional perception so that you get better balance. You're increasing intellect so you have a clearer understanding. You are also better at predicting. You can see... You can see more clearly the impact of what you're doing on other people, on them in that situation. And then you change and your change will have an impact on them because you're going to change into a healthy mode. And they may not like it at first, but that health that you're going into is generating healthy photons. So it neutralizes the situation. I mean, it's amazing what we can do as humans. And if we keep doing that, it gets better and better all the time. The first time it may not work immediately, but then it it works. I made a couple of statements here. Hang on, I want to just read this to you as well. When the brain is activated in this way, we make better decisions. We have increased cognitive flexibility and resilience and our intellect increases, which is pretty great when it comes to mitigating the effects of shock absorbing. We can even become better at predicting the effects and impacts of our own actions on another person, which is going to make us stronger at resisting shock absorbing. So examples of gratitude state statements in the moment could say, okay, I own that I'm now feeling manipulated. I own that I'm now feeling totally 
totally frustrated when this one's doing this. I, so like literally you're standing there, they can't see you doing this in your head and you say, okay, I own that I'm feeling manipulated. I'm grateful that I can own this. I'm grateful that I can see that I'm frustrated. I'm grateful that I can actually recognize that these are warning signals and I must stop. I'm grateful that as I am grateful, my brain is changing. I mean, literally that's what you're doing. You're saying that and as you're doing that, you, you can start feeling the gratefulness of this is not a great situation, but I can recognize the signals. I can pull away. You could say something like, yes, this has angered me and this is frustrating me and it's happened today, but I'm but something else could happen today. So now you can completely go away from the situation. Yes, this is happening. It's making me frustrated and angry. This the shock absorbing moment. For a moment now, I'm going to diversify and I'm going to think what happened today that made me so thankful. And what am I grateful for? What great thing? I was maybe think of you, think of you, just a great conversation you had with your husband. That's what I did today. It wasn't today, it was yesterday. I just thought of a great conversation that Mac and I had had. We just had such a great couple of hours together and, and I was thankful for that. And that wasn't anything related to the current situation, but it got me, it shifted my neurophysiology and got my resilience going so I could calm down and get better perspective. And you could say things like, I'm grateful that there is some backing up that taking care of myself makes me less selfish you see when you do all of this stuff you're actually taking care of yourself when you take care of yourself you're making yourself less selfish because you're not going to get so caught up in the pain of toxicity that which makes you actually more selfish so by looking after yourself by creating these boundaries and doing all these things that i'm telling you you actually can be really thankful because Taking, looking after yourself increases your resilience and increases your empathy and makes you less selfish. Because sometimes people say, isn't self-care or thinking of yourself or putting up boundaries, isn't that selfish? No, not at all. It's not at all selfish. It's selfish to keep trying to do it because you're just messing up your mind and their minds and you're not seeing clearly and your brain and body. But when you take care of yourself, you're then increasing all this wisdom and intelligence and you're calm and you're more at peace. So you'll be able to see, okay, I love them. I care for them. They're doing this because of, and you'll have increased empathy you can't have if you're so mad and frustrated at someone you don't care what their problem is you just think that they're a problem but if you've looked after yourself you now unselfishly recognize okay they're doing this because of it's not they but they're a bad person they're doing this because of and you start getting better perspective so and then another grateful statement i'm grateful my empathy will actually increase as i put up boundaries and say and say and i will develop better insight into what that why that person is doing what they're doing, which is basically just what I've said. And I'm grateful that as I put up these boundaries, I increase my own empathy, my own healing so that I can have more empathy and help others see why they're doing what they're doing. So I can be more helpful if I look after myself. Okay, so there is your lesson today on shock absorbing. And I hope this is going to help you. I hope that you're going to dive in and try doing a neurocycle and recognize that it's okay to do it now and then, shock absorbing, as long as you know how to transfer it over into a pattern of peacemaking. I gave you lots of information. I know you're going to have to listen to this a few times, but I know that it will help you. So I don't want you to break down. I want to build you up. So thank you for joining me today. And if you need more information, go to my website, book for the conference. There's the book. There's the app. There's so many different things to help you. And all those links will be in the show notes. So thank you for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith.
Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.